Are you guys welcome back to the revived? Bloop, 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 bloop. Hi, you guys. <laughs> welcome back to the revive podcast with your host Kennedy. Um, this is so weird. This is so weird to be recording again. It's it's been too long. I say that every time, but it's really been too long. Okay, y'all. I also would like to, everyone to know I just got done recording this episode. And I was raving about this new mic I got. I was hyping it up. I was I was talking about how easy it was. And I was like, man, why haven't I used it before? Only to realize it was not on. So here we are again. Take two. But that's okay because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to say something different. Say something different through me or add something to what I was saying before. So we're going to trust that that's the reason. And we're going to keep it pushing. And I'm not going to think about it too much because it's just another opportunity for me to just sit and talk and be filled, be filled. So I'm excited. But with that intro, I think the last time that I recorded, I was talking about how I was in the process of moving. I was figuring that out. I was really just like putting it all in God's hands. And lo and behold, I have moved. I'm, I'm 11 hours away from everything that was familiar. God made a way. It may have been three days before the moving date, but he made a way because that is who he is and won't he do it. And so I'm here and I've been just getting unpacked and been getting settled here. And it's been so sweet already. Seriously has been so fruitful. Um, so I'm excited to just talk about that. I really just feel God telling me to just like enjoy it though. Like just enjoy enjoy it for myself, not really feeling the need to allow, you know, everyone to know what's going on or posting it all over social media. But y'all are my family. I like y'all. So I'll let y'all know. But yeah, I'm here now in Texas. I should probably get like some cowboy boots or something, even though that is so not fitting for me. But I'm here and I kind of just want this episode. I'm going to mainly be talking about what God taught me Um, about endurance through the book of Exodus, but I do just want to kind of touch on everything that he's been teaching me because in every season that you walk through, in every transition, God's able to reveal more of himself to you, a deeper depth of who he is to you. And so there's been many, 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 many lessons that I've learned just within this past week of moving and getting here that have blessed me so much. So I definitely want to bless y'all too. Um, so with that being said, we're really just going to get right into it. Going to be very go with the flow. And I just pray that God would speak through me to you guys, that God would just have his way in this podcast and that it would be Holy Spirit led as always. And obviously he wants to say something else. And so I'm excited to, to see what he wants to say throughout this podcast. So I want to start where the, the whole revelation started um, for me which was in Exodus 18. And so this is when Moses's father-in-law comes to visit him and he's looking at everything Moses is doing. You know, he's catching up, just like little father-son bonding moment. He comes and he sees that everyone is bringing everything to Moses, like every problem that's happening, every situation that's happening, it's all being brought to Moses so that Moses can inquire God for them. So like he is like the mediator. And if any of y'all know, We are not the mediators. Jesus Christ is our mediator. So when we try to take on that weight, it's too much. It's too much weight. And that's exactly what his father-in-law was telling him. He was like, yo, 
what you're doing is so wrong. Like you're going to weigh yourself out. They're not going to go, go home satisfied. It's going to be real bad. Like you need to stop what you're doing. You need to find God-fearing people, trustworthy people that you can trust, that you can place them so that they can deal with all of the minor cases and only you and only you will have to deal with the major cases because it will lighten your load and you will be able to endure, which is what we're going to be talking about. So I want to read uh, chapter, I mean, verse 22 and 23, but really camp out at 23. But starting at 22, it says, this is what uh, Moses' father-in-law is saying. He says, have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide for themselves. This will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain or endure and all these people will go home satisfied. And so not only do we see in verse 33 that by by giving, you'll be able to endure, but by, by giving off what you have, by taking off, you'll be able to endure. We also see it. And in Matthew eleven twenty eight, when the word of God says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Where is rest found? Rest is not found at that job. Rest is not found in that relationship. Rest is not found when you accomplish what you want. Rest is not found at the task. Rest, rest is not found at the good job. No, rest is found at the feet of Jesus. And truth be told, some of us are waiting to accomplish what God has started in our life, then we rest. But if we don't learn to rest in the process, we'll never get to the end. We don't want to work for rest. We want to be working from a place of rest. So we have to always remember where to rest and how often to rest, which is very often. Because I think when sometimes like things aren't coming to completion as fast as we thought that they would, we immediately think that we need to be doing more. And sometimes God is like, no, I'm actually just waiting for you to do less. Because if I allow it to happen while you're doing as much as you're doing right now, you're going to believe you did it. You're going to believe that you made it happen. So come back to me. Remind yourself of your deep dependence on me. Rest at my feet. And then completion will happen. I'm not saying that that's always why completion is like being delayed or seeming longer than usual. But sometimes it's not it's not in the, okay, what can I do more? It's in the, okay, what can I hand over to God? And then that's when he's able to do what he wants to do. And it reminds me of Philippians 1, 6, I believe, where it talks about being confident that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. That he... He, he who began a good work in you will complete it. Not you, not your mama, not your boyfriend or your girlfriend. No, he will complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. And that's just, that itself, I could probably just end the podcast right there. That we just all go lay our burdens down at the feet of Jesus and trust that he will complete it. Because if that's not the truth, I don't know what is. But Let's go back to like the opening verse. So specifically verse 23, and I will read it one more time. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to endure and all these people will go home satisfied. So enduring doesn't come by, like it, enduring doesn't come 
by how much you try to carry, but instead when you hand it over, just like the rest, when you hand it to Jesus, when you go to the feet of Jesus, when you remember your place in him, because the more that we hand over to Jesus, the more that we're able to experience his peace that surpasses all understanding. Sorry. Um, so, cause I just think that we have such the wrong idea of what endurance is. Endurance is not about weight held. It's about time past because truth be told, enduring only happens when your load is lighter. So if enduring has seemed hard for you, maybe look at what you're trying to carry. Maybe you're trying to carry some of God's load and your load and their load and his load. And it's like, no, like you have your own load and you know the things that God is telling you to do. And if you don't, go seek him and go ask him and he will tell you what you need to hold in this season, what you need to be carrying in this season. But stop trying to carry weight that's not yours. Stop trying to pick up other people's burdens. Obviously, we're, we are called to bear other people's burdens and wear them and help them and encourage them and be there for one another. But don't try to take on more than you're capable of carrying. Because um, truth be told, every season is different. You know, some seasons you are able to hold more than others. Because think about endurance. Think about like soccer and like a power lifter. It's not necessarily about how much weight you can lift. Endurance is about is all about how long you can last. Because I'm sure power lifters and all these, these gym rats, they can hold a lot of weight, but their endurance may not be good. A soccer player, their endurance is very good, but they, not, they, they may not be as strong as a power lifter. It's not about the weight. It's about how long you can last. God's not looking for bodybuilders. He's looking for people that will last. He's looking for people that will endure the whole length, the whole process. And I think just even even in this culture, it's always like, how much more can I do? How much more can I accomplish? And it's become such a uh, low-key, a pride thing. It, it becomes like me, 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 me. How well can I do this? And how much can I really just hold and it's like no how long are you lasting because Moses father-in-law said it perfect if you keep doing this you're not gonna last you're gonna wear yourself out so we have to be aware of what weight we're supposed to be holding um so we're saying this whole weight analogy again I love my analogies and I think there's about three more that I'll talk about in this episode (laughs) but how else can we endure hard times? Obviously, resting at the feet of Jesus and making sure that you're only carrying what is yours. But then secondly, maturity. And before I get into maturity, I even want to think about Martha and Mary. One was found doing a whole bunch of works and one was found at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus saw the one at the feet of Jesus. That's what he was pleased with. He's not looking for these people that can carry so much weight. He is looking for people that can carry what he needs them to carry for a long duration. And we got to learn how to endure. We have to learn how to last because that is how, what I'm about to get into, maturity is formed. And I want to read from Hebrews 5.14 specifically, but I want to read a little bit before that, which it's right here. So Bear with me. I'm going to start from 11. So I'm going to read like three verses, but it says, we have a great deal to say about this and it is difficult to explain since you have become too lazy to understand. Although by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the basic principles of God's revelation again. 
You need milk, not solid food. Now everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with the message about righteousness because he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. So, again, 14. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Y'all are not hearing it. Who by constant use... The word of God is our daily bread. Jesus is the bread of life. We have to constantly use the word of God every single day to train ourselves to distinguish good from evil, to mature ourselves from milk to solid food. That is why it says man should not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. That's also why the Bible says to meditate on his word day and night, because God knows how imperative it is for us to be filled with his living word so that it can sustain us. And my new pastor, shout out Body of Christ Houston, um, he was talking about this on Sunday and he was talking about how it is when you move from milk to solid food that you're able to endure. And he was comparing it to like a farmer or anyone really with a really long day of hard labor and hard work He was talking like, you need some substance. You need some meat to your bones. You need to fill yourself up so that that you're able to endure a whole day's worth of work. Think about, and I'm not talking about fasting or any of that. God gives you the strength that you need to get you through your day. I'm really just talking for the sake of this analogy. It's common sense that you need food to give you um, substance in your body to be able to endure a super hard or long day that's ahead of you. And again, like I said, this is why the word tells us to not go a single day without being fed the living word, the word of God that fills us and that sustains us and that keeps us going, that matures us, that develops us, that allows us to become more wise and more knowledgeable in the things of Christ. And like I said before, my analogies be analogying, analogying, y'all know what I mean, but just like when a child is very young, they're only capable of taking in milk because they literally can't break down solid foods yet, like foods with more substance are just beyond their ability, they can't do it, and so just like infants, those who are immature spiritually can only deal with simpler spiritual matters, And that's why being able to endure well is so crucial and is so important because that's where maturity happens. When you're able to endure and last through the trial, when you're able to last through that heartbreak, when you're able to get through all of the things that's happening to you, when you're able to get through it and endure through it, at the end, that's when maturity comes because spiritual maturity has nothing to do with age but experience. So if you don't learn how to endure through the hard times, if you don't learn how to endure through the trials, maturity isn't going to happen because because you need that. You need those experiences to mature you. Maturity involves the ability to apply our faith in practical situations. So if you have no practical situation to apply your faith to, maturity is not going to happen. And that's why things oftentimes They happen for us, not to us. And when we get into this mindset that things are happening to us, we lose sight of the importance of the hardship, the importance and the thing that is within 
the trial or whatever it may be that God really wants to do in us. So by applying faith to those situations, it matures us. Enduring being something to do that will get us to the point where God wants us. It will help us go from milk to solid food. You're able to endure when you understand that God truly does work all things out for your good. You're able to endure, just like we said in the beginning, when you take off what's not yours and you lay it at the feet of Jesus and remind yourself, okay, endurance really isn't about how much weight is in my hands. It's about how long I can go. Because there may be some seasons that seem way longer than others, but if you know how to endure, you're going to get through. And, and the only way you know how to endure is by reminding yourself of your deep dependence on God. And the last part of working all things out for your good, Romans 8, 28, that says your good. Not your mama's good, not your boyfriend's good, not your girlfriend's good. Your good. God works all things out for your good. And he knows what your good is. And so if something doesn't work out, don't automatically think that God withheld something good from you because I think in Psalm 84:10 maybe. Don't quote me, but you can kind of quote me because I think that's right. But it says that God withholds no good thing from his children. So you can trust that rejection is protection and if something is not happening, it is still being worked out for your good. Even if that's not your idea of good, later on you will see that God truly did work it out for your good. The thing that you wanted may have been the thing that was going to break you. And so God didn't allow it to happen. The job that you may have wanted may have messed with your morals and with your beliefs. So God didn't allow it to happen. What God didn't allow to happen, you should actually be thanking, for, thanking him right now for that. So everyone just take a moment to thank God for the things that didn't happen. I think we focus so much on the prayers that aren't being answered as a bad thing. But sometimes our prayers not getting answered the way that we wanted to is a very good thing. And I'm speaking from experience. I can tell you right now, I am so beyond grateful that some of my prayers that I cried out to God for over and over and over again did not happen. Because if they would have, my life would look completely, and I mean completely different in all of the worst ways possible. And so I'm thankful for the no's. I'm thankful for the not yet's. I'm thankful for the not now's. And it's not until you trust God as someone that is good and someone that is working all things out for your good that you're able to see the nose as a good thing. And something that my boyfriend reminded me of last night that just blessed me so much that I just feel led to share right now. This isn't even what we're talking about, but we're talking about identity. And when you understand that you are a daughter or son of the most high, of the highest of high, <laughs> the king of kings, the Lord of lords, when you understand that your identity is in that, you learn the authority that comes with it. He's also an analogy person. And he was talking about, you know, like cops and doctors and all this stuff. They have a badge that tells you who they are. Their identity is in that badge. And because their identity is in that badge, they have the authority to do what that badge gives them. So they have the, they have the authority to come into a place and search the house if necessary. They have authority to do surgery on your body because of their identity. Because it says they are a doctor. They are a cop. They are, you know, whatever it is. And because we are a child of the most high, 
you know what that comes with? That comes with everything that God has is ours. And some of us just need to grasp that. Some of us really need to understand what that means. And I'm speaking solely to myself too, because it's like when you truly understand your identity in Christ and what that means and the power and the authority that that comes with, you start to walk differently. You start to walk with confidence and you start to walk with boldness and you start to walk um, with confidence into every room, knowing that if God allowed you to walk in there, you're meant to be there. You no longer fear the opinion of man because you know that the only opinion that matters is God and God loves you and God delights in you and God desires you. And so fear starts to diminish. Anxiety starts to go away. All these things that try to keep you bound and be used as a stumbling block they slowly disappear when you start to truly remind yourself that your identity in Christ comes with a whole lot, baby, a whole lot. And yeah, that's just a little sidebar that someone needed to hear. Um, But going back a little bit more on track about the whole trials and enduring well, um, we need to stop looking at trials and hardships as something that's happening to us. But as something that's happening for us, like I said earlier, because God is using it to develop you in the way that he sees fit. Enduring during the process allows us to sit at the feet of Jesus, reminds us to keep going to him, reminds us that it's not by our own strength, but by him, he makes it happen. In his word, when we're reading his word day and night, when we're being fed, (coughs) his word, that's when our mind will be renewed and strengthened to take on even bigger tasks. And so it's kind of like levels, like in a game, like when you're able to endure well in, in whatever that you're in right now, you mature in that area. You learn something in that area to take on to the next big thing. Just like David and Goliath, like he fought off other things before he fought them. And some of us are trying to fight giants without fighting the little the little guys first and it's like god will take you through little things and and plant certain things along your path to develop you and to mature you into the person that he needs you to be and into the person that's able to handle what's ahead because only he knows that only he knows what's ahead so instead of complaining about the season that we're in let's always rejoice in the fact that god is using it for our good And I know that that may be hard to believe sometimes, but you can trust that. You can really trust that. And what's that one verse? Uh, To him that is able. Yeah, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. That's your identity. That's where your authority lies. To him. Your identity is in him. And what's in him? The ability to do all that we could, to do more than all that we could ask, think, or imagine. And some of us come to God with our tail between our legs, like begging him to do the bare minimum. We need to realize that we serve a good God and we serve a God of upgrade. We serve a God that wants to give us good gifts. We serve a God that delights in giving us good gifts. All Matthew 6 talks about how he feeds the birds. He clothes the lilies. Like what more would he not do for you? He sent his son to die for you. 
He didn't even withhold his own son for you. What more would he not do for you? How much more would he not do for you and already give you? He's already given you so much that the little things that we're asking for are nothing to him. And he actually takes great delight in giving us good gifts. And I promise the second that you see him as that, the second as you see him as a father that provides a comforter, not just materialistic things. I'm not talking about that. He gives peace, an endless supply of it. He gives comfort. He redeems your heart when it's been broken and he heals it. And he's not even the one that broke it. He heals a heart that he didn't even break. He's able to give you a peace of mind when anxiety and fear and all these tormenting thoughts seem to to never let up. He, he has the answer. He has what you need. Not the world, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend. He has all the answers that you need and he will give them to you. The word says, as we seek him and draw near to him, he draws near to us. So some of us, I think, just need to expect that. We need to expect that God's word stands true and everything that it says, we can believe it. He is dependable and he is reliable. The enemy wants you to believe that you can't believe him and you can. Why are we, why are we so quick to believe the lies of the enemy and not the word of God? We need to put our faith in the word of God. We need to put the belief that we have and the lies that the enemy tries to tell us sometimes in the word of God. And I promise your life will change radically because he wants to do what you want him to do. And again, if it doesn't happen, it's for your good. But the only way that that happens is when you trust the nature of God. And I think maybe even just starting there, really start to study and read the nature of the God that we serve because he is such a good father. He really is such a good father. So before I get into like a little recap of this season, of, of not this season, of this episode, because I kind of feel like it was all over the place. Um, I want to talk about just a few more things that God has been teaching me within this past week. One of them being when your level of complaining is at an all time high, your level of praise has been at an all time low. And that's kind of hard hitting and that's kind of harsh when I heard it, but it's so true. And so it's like, if you find yourself complaining more often than not, just just have a little praise party. Literally just start worshiping God. If you don't know what to pray, praise. That's always my answer. If you don't know what to do, praise. If you're scared, praise. If you're worried, if you're anxious, if you're fearful, if you don't know what's going on in this season, praise him. Because as long as you still have breath in your lungs, I promise you, you have a reason to praise. Tune, uh, what's that? Insert reason to praise song here, but for real. You do have a reason to praise. And so remind yourself of that. Um, and then just little recaps of this episode. Endurance is not about weight held, it's about time passed. So stop trying to be a bodybuilder and just learn how to endure in the season that God has placed you in. We need to be able to mature from milk to solid foods to have substance and to develop into who God created us to be. Three, exchange your burdens with the Father. If your load has been heavier than usual, go lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Right now, after this episode, whatever it is, lay it at the altar and don't pick it up again. Because sometimes we lay things down, we pray about it, and then we pick it up and we leave the altar. No, you need to go and you need to lay it down. And the only thing that you need to pick up is his light burden. 
because he has a light burden and he is willing to carry your heavy burden. And then lastly, rest is found in the process, not when it's completed. If you wait to rest until it's done, I promise you, you'll never rest. You have to learn to rest along the way, even if you don't feel like resting, because from that place of rest, you're able to, again, endure better. Um, So yeah, that's really all I have for you guys. This was, again, a take two. I hope that everything that needed to be said that God's been teaching me um, was said, and I pray that I was able to really explain my thoughts well, because sometimes sometimes the thoughts be thoughting, but that's crazy. Sometimes the thoughts really be happening, but I don't really explain them well, so I hope it all got, got out the way that I wanted it to. And then lastly, I do host Bible studies every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, Again, it has been crazy with this move, so it's kind of been all over the place, but I'm looking to get into back into consistency with those for sure because they are so fruitful. And we actually just had one this past Monday, and it was beautiful. And I just love meeting new people every week. And so anyone and everyone is welcome, both men and women. Um, wherever you are in your spiritual walk is perfectly fine. There is no judgment. It is just an open space, a friendly space, a space of gentleness, a space of encouragement, a space where we just come together, learn more about the word of God, and meet more community. We all need community. We're not supposed to do this on our own. And so I just created a space for all of us to come together and not feel alone and get to just meet each other. And it's actually been kind of funny. Like, people will get on there and realize that they live in the same state and they're like, oh my gosh. And so it's just cool the way that God works. So if you're looking for that, join us every Monday at 7.30, which the Zoom link is in my podcast Instagram's bio. And yeah, I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye y'all.